Hey pumpkins, it's Nick. The following episode of Copulators Die First contains spoilers about the film we are discussing this week. And if you haven't seen the film, go ahead and give it a watch. Don't worry, we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah, and as always, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your favorite listening application. Now, on to this week's episode. Hello, Nicholas. Oh, hello, Ashley. (laughs) How are you this fine day? I am, like, doing mostly okay, other than the fact that I think I'm getting a head cold. Um, And also, apparently, my block decided to be really noisy tonight when I need to have the windows open because it's gross and humid. It's it's really popping. Yeah, so, like, I apologize for any, like, bro-douchey motorcycle noises or extraneous beeping of horns, but I live in New York City, and... Um, it happens so um i apologize in advance for any of that it's okay it's fine you're just trying to live your best life and sometimes people are just rude outside of it yeah i'm just i'm trying to live my best life i'm like kind of hopped up on like um decongestant right now um hell yeah i'm drinking coca-cola in a mason jar through a metal straw i i'm living the millennial american dream Right you now. are you are hipster garbage right now. Thank you. <laughs> that is oh disgusting. I, I the nicest thing you've ever said to me. I, re- I regret letting you use a metal straw in my house. Whatever. We got rainbow <laughs> ones. Oh, I have those too. They're really cute. Like the rainbow chrome ones? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I like those. I yeah. forget where we got them. Probably Amazon. Yeah, we got them from Amazon. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, that's like a, a slight PSA. Be nice to your environment and sea yeah. turtles and get a metal straw. Drink you won't regret it. Those straws, you won't regret it. And it comes with a cool metal pipe cleaner, which I like. It does. I was very appreciative of that because I really like, like when when I do the dishes, I really get in there and like scrub. Yeah, well done. So, you have so to. like having a scrubber that will do the work for me and like I don't have to like super duper like scrub myself. I very much appreciate it, especially because I usually like to run really hot water through reusable straws. Yes, I um, did that the other day. Yeah, but it really hurts your hand when you're using uh, hot water and a metal straw because it absorbs the heat and then you're like burning your flesh off. So um, I'm just going to use a little scrubby thing. Apparently this is now the straw cast. I'm going to talk about Deathgasm! That was my, uh, that was my, that was my attempt at a guitar sound, but it almost kind of just sounded like a sheep or something. I didn't hate it. It's pretty on brand with this movie anyway. I guess that's kind of true. Uh, there's Um, a lot of demons and shit. I mean, that's, that's what they should have called this movie, demons and shit. Honestly, Deathgasm's a great title, but I would have also enjoyed that title. (laughs) <laughs> That's the working title for okay. Deathgasm 2, which is supposedly happening, but... Okay. I, the last I heard of it was that they were they were writing it or something, and that was it. So I it's mean, still in, I guess, a lot of pre-pro. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's definitely um, a lot of work went into this movie. Like, I appreciate it as a film. Um, it was definitely a labor of love for someone, or maybe the whole creative team as a whole Uh, but uh 
it probably took a long time to make during the day today. I'm just doing my work, you know, doing my thing. And I get a text message from my mother. Okay. That she is listening to the episode about Sinister. Okay. And she was just tickled pink head over heels that she had a shout out. Um, and then for a second, I was like, wait, did we talk about her in the episode? Then I realized it was the episode that Drea was on. So, of course, we did. Because we were talking about how Drea works with my mom now. And your mom works with Drea and my mom. Right. It's um, a big old, big old gay family affair. Of course. Uh, uh, but, yeah, it's Springfield. How, how, how did it take this long for that to happen? You know I don't I- know. I don't know. Um, uh, on that note, sidebar, my sister said that your mom said okay i know this this might make you a little peeved because you and i had this conversation that you forgot her birthday which i know is a lie pardon yeah yeah that's what your mom said <laughs> what a freaking drama queen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i told my sister that and i was like uh no we literally had this conversation like a week and a half ago in my living room about how you, your mom, and Arthur have birthdays within, like, two weeks of each other, so you're going to do something together. Yes, correct. So, Camille, (laughs) I am calling you out right now on your BS. (laughs) How, How dare you, mother? You know that we were going to wait for Arthur to get back from his trip to Florida... And then we were going to do something together where we can exchange gifts and have a meal and a delicious slice of some type of cake situation. See, I even knew this and I wasn't yeah. even invited. So. Because like we talked about it when I was in Ohio. Yeah, we talked about it on my couch. Because we were like, oh yeah, like birthdays and blah, 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 blah. And yeah, I remember having this. I also had this conversation with my mother I mean, that's the most important person to have the conversation with, so. How dare she? What a, how, drama queen doesn't even label it properly. She's just, (laughs) she's looking to be a cool kid. She was trying to get your sister to feel bad for her. I mean, my sister didn't, because she don't play those bugaboo games. (laughs) (laughs) But. Doesn't know that, but. um, But she can try, and my sister will at least listen. Because she's semi-polite. At least polite to your mother. Well, yeah. They all like each other. Which is better than some situations when it comes to work environments. Not that I'm insinuating that about mine. Because there's no one that I actually don't like at my work. But that's not the point. Um, no, but we've all been in that situation. Oh, we've been there. Yeah. I have been there. I've hated bosses. I've hated co-workers. I've hated... I've been so frustrated at jobs that I've hated the building. Like... <laughs> Just, I've hated I've hated full plots of land before. Yeah, I've I've cursed it. I've I've you know planted my seed of salt. Oh, I've I mean I've I've done some really like stupid dicky teenagey things when I worked at the Springfield Community Pool. Well, we can have we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah, <laughs> because I want to know, but I don't want to spoil it for everybody else. I mean, you know, it's you're a teenager, you're a young adult, um, you have almost, you know, like free 
uh, wheeling power. Um, and sometimes, sometimes you get, sometimes you get hungry with that power and you do stupid things like, um, make everyone else do your work for you. And then you get caught and, uh, and then you get a slap on the wrist because your boss likes you a lot. And you're like, I'm invincible. Cause I'm, you know, I was going to say you were a very high ranking member. I was, um, not only in the sense of like you, I think you probably worked there the longest out of everybody. Yeah, worked there a long time, yeah. Um, but also, I'm pretty sure you were the token gay. Um, yeah, but I don't think I realized that. <laughs> no, no, because a certain somebody during your um, chrysalis period of you coming out yeah. had had asked you out. And we oh. were all like, um, yeah. but, but why? <laughs> but why? But why? Is there uh-huh. something that you were not picking up on? I'm not sure if that's what it was. I think it, I, you know what? I'm not going to put any stock into that situation. All I will say is that was, that was an uncomfortable situation because I'm pretty sure that woman is probably a lesbian. Um, you know what, man? Like, I've always thought the same thing. But that's just because, like, they um, tick every stereotypical right. box. They're, like, they're, like, they're very, they're very, um... They're very... They're, they're she's, butch presenting. Do you know what very, I mean? Yeah, she's very cartoony gay. Yeah. You get me? <laughs> yeah, she's, like, um... She's, like, Peppermint Patty. Uh, yeah, that's the, <laughs> I, I was... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> This is exactly what, yeah, just like a, a chunky peppermint patty. Um, so like a chunky bar, maybe. Oh, yes, because, yeah, because she's not a peppermint patty. She like an Almond Joy or something. I don't like chunky bars, Leanne. Leanne is really big in, like, fruit and nut bars, and that's just disgusting oh. to me. No, if I'm going to have candy, I don't want fruit. <sighs> I called you out, woman, on the internet. I don't like your candy choices. I mean, unless it's, like, a chocolate-covered strawberry, but that's also different. Like, it's not, like, dried fruit. You know what I it's mean? It's different for me now because I go into full anaphylaxis. <laughs> Right, yeah. Hi, um, I'm going by my new drag name. It's EpiPen. Yes, queen. <laughs> oh, um, a oh, lot of things oh. have happened in the last couple of weeks. I'm oh. allergic to the world. I'm. You're allergic to all berries, but scratch that. You're allergic to everything. Yeah. Um, I forgot to tell you, I had an epiphany in the car about what my actual drag name is, like for reals this time. Oh, tell me. So like just as a refresher, there was Taramasu, and yes. then that one that one was taken right by another yes. person. So whatever, and then it was uh, Reagan Voorhees, which is like on brand, but like maybe too on brand. And then it was um, Donna Winter, and we thought that we were like pretty good with that, you know, Donna Summer, Donna Winter, whatever. And then I'm in the car. Uh, Marina and the Diamonds is on. It's Prima Donna. And then I was like, oh my god. Prima Donna Summer. That's so good. Like, that's it. Like, there's there's no going up from here. Are you going to change your Instagram? Please change your Instagram handle. To Prima Donna Summer? Yeah, that way nobody else can take it. And you can cement that as your um, drag. I know, but- you know what I mean? Like, that's your bookmark. I mean, I do. I get it. But she bring it to every ball is like really good 
It is good, and I'm having a really hard time slash an internal struggle with changing my Instagram name to be more on brand with what we're doing. Yeah, mine isn't very on brand for horror, (sighs) but it's very on brand for being a homosexual. Mine's very on brand for just being me, like, as a person. I mean, I will say I already searched it, and as of right now, Prima Donna Summer is not taken. But I might have to, you know, snatch that up while I can. That's what I'm and saying, because you, you missed out on tiramisu. I know, but I'm already I'm already at, like, my maximum amount of, like, accounts that I can have on my Instagram, so. You can just change it. <sighs> but she brings it to you every bowl. is like, ugh. She brings it to every bowl. I just like saying it. I don't know why I'm... you're all gagging, so. She brings it to every bowl. I'm pretty sure nobody else is going to want to take it. I don't think anybody else is that I don't clever. know. I feel like somebody... I mean, there's also many ways to spell it. Because, like, I have the two as the number two. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This seems like an eternal struggle I'm going to have to work through. Not live on the podcast right now. But Prima Donna Summer, it's happening. I will do drag at some point in the next couple of years. Um, and Prima Donna Summer will be my name. <laughs> Yes. Gus agrees. Gus agrees. Gus yep. agrees. Um, so, do you want to uh, take a swing at this bad motherfucker and take it down? Not uh, in a bad way. Like, I really... I uh, will take full blame for this, especially if you don't like it. But, no. Um, so, so I do I do like Deathgasm. Um, I like it. I, I, it's, it's my type of comedy. Like, it's not super dry... But it's like on the verge of being super dry. Um, it's very European humor, which duh, because it's a film from New Zealand. But that um, does not make it a European horror. Oh. <laughs> Aha. It's, Aha. Aha. it's over um, there. It's over there on that other side of the world, though. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, over there. It's over yonder. It's a different breed of humor. Geography because... was not my best class in uh, school. That's okay. Um, let me tell you. Okay, well, let's get there. Um, so this kid, uh, you know, he's got to live with his super Christian aunt and uncle and his shitty cousin, um, because his mom is in jail for, I want to say, killing his dad? Um, I don't remember. Um, but she is in jail for some sort of domestic dispute. I don't know. I'm not sure if that's, I think he, I think... Like, his father died, and then his mother just maybe snapped. I don't know. Yeah, I I definitely thought I had remembered them saying something about, like, his dad's dead and his mom's in jail for killing his dad. Like, it was that was the punch. But I could be missing it, and it doesn't it doesn't really matter. Um, that's I semantics. Mean, according to Wikipedia, it's just that she becomes institutionalized. So I Yeah, don't yeah. Um, so Brody goes to live with... Um, his uncle and Aunt Mary. Uncle Albert and Aunt Mary. Assholes. And it's, They're actually not the worst. They're just like, they're super hopped up in their religion and they don't really understand that like, he's very different from their son. Um, yes. Who is a raging, flaming piece of shit. Correct. Um, so, that's, that's the background. That's all you really need to know. Um, he's like a metalhead and he just like, wants to hang out with people... That share similar interests. Right. Um, they don't really. Do. Right. Know. And they don't. It's small New Zealand town. I don't really know much about New Zealand geography. Um, but I do know 
that um, Brody makes friends with Dion and Giles first. Uh-huh. And they're nerd alert. And like, I respect all nerds as a nerd, but Dion uh. is like, he's getting his ass beat in the first five minutes. And they're like, here's your dice bag. And he's like, it's a die, and it's actually a D10. And it's like, oh, oh boy. Yeah. Do oh, boy. Yeah. If you're going to get beat up, just stay quiet. Don't <laughs> don't put more don't put more wood on that fire, you know? Yeah, and I'm pretty uh, sure that was Brody's cousin, too, that was beating the shit out of him. I mean, who else is beating anyone up in this movie, right? It's Brody and his two, like, jock bro stupid bitch friends. Um... Y- yeah, Brody's cousin. So they're, yeah. like, doing the thing. <sighs> so he's, like, sitting at lunch with them. And then he's, like, this isn't really, like, my speed. You guys, like, you need to step it up a little. Step your pussy up, if you will. Um, so he, like, meets up with Zach with two Ks. Right. Um, and Zach uh, was expelled from school. He doesn't go to school because he tried to stab some kid with a math compass. Sure. <laughs> um, so they meet up at like the record store, and they're both kind of like looking at the same thing, and you know they become bros within five minutes. Five minutes, they uh, have a blood pact, which is super gross. Yeah, that all happened very quickly. Very quickly, very very quickly. But like, uh, as as much as all that happened very quickly, the first like forty five minutes of this movie, like nothing really happens. Yeah, um, they break into Ricky Dagger's house, who's, like, he yeah. looks kind of like uh, Iggy Pop, but he's, like, a recluse kind of guy. He's, like, hiding yeah. out. Um, I mean, basically, sequ- yeah, like, bas- sorry to cut you no, off. No, you're fine. Like, basically, the first 45 minutes of this movie is, you know, Brody moves to small town. Brody doesn't have, uh, Brody isn't understood by everyone else. He has a dick family member who beats him up and there's no justice for that because hashtag teenager movie. Um, He meets a dude. They become friends. They make a band called Deathgasm. And then things start happening um, when they go to Ricky Dagger's house. Yeah. Yeah. So then they break into Ricky Dagger's house. I don't think... They know if he's there or not, but they they're hunting for this album that's supposed to be like the rarest of the rare, and um, I don't think they find it, but they find some other stuff. Well, um, I feel like I feel like number one, Zach did know that he was there because like Zach's an instigator. Zach, okay, I'm gonna say this from the jump. Um, Zach is a piece of shit. He is. I said it. He's a piece of shit. He doesn't care. He even says he doesn't care about anybody. Like, he just cares about himself. And it's very evident. It's, like, super duper. But, like, oh, like, I begrudgingly guess that, like, I do good sometimes. Like, 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 oh, my God. Like, I'm so misunderstood. Like, you know. Right. Um, So that's him. Um, And then I think the record they were looking for is the thing that Ricky Daggers was holding but they didn't end up getting the record. The paper fell out of the record sleeve. Yeah. And they were like, yo, what's that? So obviously they take it because they're teenagers and they're going to do bad stuff. Um, <laughs> so um, 
Brody's like lusting after cousin's girlfriend, um, Medina. Of course, again, hashtag yeah. movie. Um, also, she is, I wouldn't say out of his league, but out of his category. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would because say- I, I believe leagues are obsolete, and I don't think anybody should subscribe to that. Um, I think it's dumb, but they surfacely have very different interests. Yeah, and aesthetics, you know. Um, mm-hmm, you, know mm-hmm. you know I'm big on aesthetics. Like they're hanging out on the park bench and he's got full black metal face paint on and she's she's just talking about tattoos and like trying to be provocative, but like I don't know if she knows she's being provocative. You know, she's got boobs and ice cream, so Yeah, I mean Yeah, speaking my top two interests, I guess. Boobs and ice cream. That's a whole nother podcast. That (laughs) should be like like the number one single from your album. Boobs and ice cream. It would be. It would be. It's my only single. It's my one hit wonder. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm I'm not picky. Um <laughs> so boobs and ice cream hangs out with Death Face and yeah. they become friends and like she drops like hints that she's into him, but he's like kind of a clueless boy. Because he yeah. doesn't think he deserves that kind of attention from a female. Right. Which and is false. Right, and, like, a female, like, that especially looks like that, because he's like, whoa, she hot as fuck. Right, right. She's conventionally looks like she would be a 10. Right. Um, so, you know, they start this band with Dion and Giles, and they're not great, (laughs) because they're just not. Um, and meanwhile, there's, like, this separate faction that's meeting to also obtain the paperwork that they have obtained accidentally because they don't really know what they have. But um, it's like sheet music, I think, right? And they're, like, playing it. Yeah. And then the oopsie happens. But one of my favorite things about this movie is when um, Vaden, the fellow in the in, in the office, um, he's, like, very short-lived. He doesn't... He looks more, like, his character looks like it would be more menacing than it actually was. Oh, um, the guy. He looked, he look, yeah, the guy. He looked like he would have more pull than he really does. Uh-huh. Um, his two weird, dementor-looking guards. You never see any of their faces. Um, cut a guy's head off, and he goes, that's a blah, 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 like, specific, like, custom rug. Right. Pick it, pick it up and do it again. And they're like, what? So they, they pick up the guy's head. And pantomime cutting it off again. And Vaden's like, that that's fine. But it was because he wanted he originally wanted them to do it on a tarp so the blood didn't get on the carpet. Right. So they put a tarp down and then mimed cutting his head off again. Yeah. Um, and then speaking of head, he's getting some. Yeah. It's it's very full circle this film. It's, yeah, I was like, ba ba dum ba dum dum. Ding. <laughs> um <laughs> So we find out that the sheet music is that of the Black Hymn, and that the Black Hymn basically summons the power of, of what the the devil. Um, he's some other like demon. He's called like a fourth the blind or something. Um, very specifically the blind. I don't catch his. First oh right, because he he's blind because all the demons are blind. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 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 So they do the they do the hymn and the hon, 
And uh, barfing blood everywhere and shit <laughs> blood everywhere. Oh, like the teacher when he shit his pants, there's just blood coming down his leg. And then he just barfs all over that girl, and I'm like, oh, that's oh. I was so pleased with it. I was pleased with the gore level because it yeah. was tastefully done. Like it was done yeah. artfully. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't like gross. It was just like like it was like um. It was like blood fart joke. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I was really into it. Yeah, I was, I, I was, I, I was pleased. Um, and like even the demons, like they were like they weren't like super gross or like they weren't like super like hammy. They were just, you know, they, they, they were what they were because they were demons and they were their own thing because they were all blind. But they were also like really rude and like sexually charged and like it'll get away from me but like in a good way yeah um it's pretty fun i i enjoyed all the demon fodder that occurs yeah um so we're trudging along we're getting to that 45 ish minute mark and uh-huh. um so like this part's like it's kind of important kind of not but like medina gives Zach a note to give to Brody to be like, hey, like, meet me here. Like, I like you, blah, 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 blah. And dickhead Zach pockets it, and he's like, oh, yeah, he wasn't interested. And it's like, that's your number one self-serving thing that sucks a lot. Like, Yeah, he was, like, super gross about it, and then he was like, well, since you're here and I'm here, do you want to make out? And it's like, really... And she was really upset. Like, she was really upset that Brody, she thought Brody, like, actually stood her up. Yeah. Um, uh, especially, like, when his cousin, who was dating her first, was, like, talking shit about him and, like, talking about making his life miserable. And she's like, can you just take me home? And he's like, oh, I thought we'd go for a drive. And she's like, yeah, bullying doesn't really get me all worked up. Yeah. So, so mm-hmm. like, good for her. That's not a stance that's typically displayed Yes. By women in her situation. I was, I was, um, I was, and I, I still am a fan of Medina. Um, I think there's still parts of her character that are very, very, yeah. It's like stereo. Are, <laughs> yeah. That are very stereo, typical of like, you know, female lead in like a teenage horror movie like she has big boobs she's blonde she's pretty but like she has more layers than that you know like the usual character like she is from what I can tell a pretty good person and um she knows what she wants and she's going after it and she doesn't give a crap about what anyone else thinks or the social norms that are like trying to put pressure on her um, and she wields the axe really well, and she was like knocking heads off left and right with that thing. Um, so yeah, go Medina. Uh, yeah, I'm like a big fan of her, and I'm a fan of how her character plays out like to the end. Yeah, I will say I wasn't the biggest fan of her makeover. At the no. End. No. Um, I feel like it was very like Avril Lavigne rock and roll 2002. Read my mind. Maybe a little later, like her. Yeah. Hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. Yeah, it was. It yeah. was more that. It was definitely more that. But like chunky what? black, like you know, I guess Oof. low lights. I don't know highlights, whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like she was very pretty the way she was. She was already a rock and roll chick. She didn't need to like do all. But you know what? Here's the thing: if she wanted to and it makes her happy, 
girl, you live your life. Right. Um, but she was, she was just like, she was leaning so hard into being the rocker girl. And, you know, like, maybe I get that because you're, like, trying to find your balance. Like, you know, this is the world you want to live in. But, like, you know, it's like every baby gay. Like, they lean in really hard at first, you know. Yeah, um, like, all the baby gays are super into going to Pride the first five years yeah. that they're out. And, like, you know, wearing as little clothing as possible and, like, potentially doing Molly um, and, like, all, all of those things. You know, like go into Fire Island and P-Town and, like, you know, anonymous uh, encounters under the docks and, like, everyone has their daddy phase and, like, mm-hmm, everyone, mm-hmm. you know, like, all that stuff. Not there, that I, there, there are tears right, of, of, gay, of gayhood that occur. Okay. I'm not speaking from experience here. I'm speaking from a place of wisdom because I was put on this planet as a gay wizard already. Uh, <laughs> okay. I'm only saying this because I'm not sure if my mom is going to start listening to the podcast more <laughs> regularly or not. <laughs> um, sorry, Camille, for all the dirty words you said. <laughs> Maybe we should figure out a safe word like um, Shaka Khan. That's too hard. I was thinking banana peel. <laughs> banana peel. Whoop. Hey, Ashley, banana peel. All right, reset. <laughs> it's like our safe word. Um... Uh, but yeah, I feel like she turns into at the end what Avril Lavigne happened when the body snatcher situation occurred and she died and the body double took over. Are you are are you a believer in the body snatching theory? And I don't really have an opinion, but I do know that the Avril Lavigne of my youth would have never said the things that she said after two thousand and four. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Avril Lavigne that I know <laughs> would have never married the fellow from Nickelback. That's where I'm going to put it. Okay. That's- I see. I don't even know enough about her actual life to like. Oh, it is very strange. You know. Um, um, I feel I- like the, the farthest I go with her is the remix of Girlfriend with Little Mama. You know what I mean? I mean, that's the better remix. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and she and Little Mama mentions Jennifer Hudson in her rap, which is great. Yeah, it's one of my speaks to you. It's one of my favorite things. Like I remember being in, I guess, high school still when that came out, and being like, "Oh no, no, no!" I was in college because she didn't. She wouldn't have mentioned Jennifer Hudson unless Dreamgirls already happened, and Dreamgirls came out the winter of my freshman year of college. So. It was like my freshman to sophomore year of college. I was very into that song mainly because of that lyric. Um, I was. I remember you coming home for winter break and being like, "Oh my god, you need to watch this!" And I was like, "No, no, no!" And then the next time you came home, months later, you had brought it with you, and I said, "I guess this is it." <laughs> Dream Girls. Did I? Did I make yeah. you watch? I made you watch. Yeah. Dream yeah. Girl? Yeah. That seems not nice of me. It's okay. I'm not mad about it. I just. I remember I just, not being like super into it, but I, mean, I watched it because I love you, and that's what you do for your husband. Well, that's I very much appreciate it. But I would, <laughs> looking back, I would never do something like that to you ever again. <laughs> it's okay. I think you were just budding to come out, and this was like yeah. your this is like you creaking open the door a little bit. And I was like, "Honey, I know," but just like, yeah. mm, 
Just give me the give me the Dream Girls DVD. Let's do the thing. Dream Girls is one of still forever will be one of my favorite musicals of all time. It just it, it, it hurts me that I'll never be able to play the parts I want to because one, I am not a woman, but more importantly, two, I am not an African American woman. That's you know? fair. That's fair. Um, but you can have you can have your own carpool karaoke anytime you want. That I do it all the time. See? Carpool karaoke, shower karaoke, um, close the door of my office karaoke. But now I can't do that as much because one of the walls of my new office is glass. So anyone within a 50 feet radius of my office can hear what I'm doing at all times, which is really freaking annoying. Well, they should hear you doing karaoke. I'm all about it. Well, the reason I figured this out was because someone knocked on my door one day and said, hey, um, so like, you know, I appreciate the singing, but like, can you not do it? And I was like, wait, you can hear me. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I need to go home. I'm mortified. <laughs> I, I need to go home, quit my job, and never come back. <laughs> I need to burn this place down. I need burn, to burn it down. All the glass walls. Yep. And the glass ceiling. Burn it down. Burn. Yeah, I will burn down the glass ceiling. I'm up for that. Um. So now we're going to get to the <laughs> meaty right. bits, if so, you yeah. will. So, so like, that that was that was the intro. We had our little segue. We had our little, you know, um concession stand break now let's get back to the main event here did you get your popcorn did you get your hot dog and soda like that time you got popcorn and put m&ms in it and they didn't sink to the bottom i was so sad about it (laughs) you guys we went to go see us i was like i'm getting m&ms i'm treating myself as my birthday trip Uh, popcorn m&ms it's wonderful combo i love it and I don't know why. It was just, I, I hadn't had it in so long that for some reason in my mind, I was like, yeah, you pour all the M&Ms on top because they just distribute they, by themselves. They self-distribute. And then everyone was looking at me like, why the hell did you do that? And I was like, oh my God, I made a mistake. And then we I had to like mix them in by hand and it was disgusting. Were they greasy? Well, yeah, they got greasy because I put butter on the popcorn, but then yeah. they got greasy. <laughs> and the popcorn's hot, so like the M and M's get melty, but like because I had to mix them all in, they were already like melty, and they were melty on my hands, and it was a whole thing. Then the guy sitting next to me was like <laughs> shifting the whole time, but regardless of all of that, I still had a good time. It was just like I don't know. I I number one. I would never pour M&M's into a bucket of popcorn again. <laughs> I would pour M&M's into a bag of popcorn because then you can fold it over, close it, and shake it. And so, then yeah, yeah. Shake and then it's distributed, you know? Um, not, not the bucket, friends. Don't do the bucket. Not, I mean, I mean yes, do the bucket, but don't do the bucket with the expectation that your salty sweet snacks are going to commingle correctly. Yeah, like by themselves, you know. <laughs> They're not. But, you know, also, uh, for the record, I I only got the bucket combo because it was like a dollar more and I was already getting popcorn and soda anyway. So I was like, whatever, do it up. But um, I'm already spending thirty seven dollars on concessions because right. those yeah. fucking M&Ms are twelve dollars a bag. Yeah. At least the movie was good. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Snack choices were good. You had a good snack glove going on. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
We got our concessions, and now we're coming back to the good bits. Okay. I mean, this whole thing. Okay, so this whole thing is good bits. But here are the meaty muffins. Yeah, these are like ooh, meaty muffins. It's like um, it's like a shepherd's pie kind of. It's like Um, meaty muffins. It reminds me of like um, uh, uh, what's that Lady Gaga song? Poker Face. What? When she goes um, bluffing with her muffin. But yeah, we're bluffing with those meat muffins. We're not bluffing with these meat muffins. Oh, oh, um, meat pies. Meat pies are the things I was thinking about. Oh, meat pies. Well, I love meat pies. Yeah, the ones we saw at the West End Market together. I was like, oh, those are dainty. Yeah. I also love me like a good Jamaican beef patty. Oh, oh I don't. I don't. Oh. But with There's... cheese, you cut Dre- it open. Dre- Drea does. I don't. I don't, yes. I don't fuck with that. No. Yes. Yes, no. I want my innards intact as much as possible. I, okay, I I get, I do, I agree, I get it. I understand where you're coming from. I'm sensitive. Every <laughs> once in a while, you know, you just want that crispy golden crust, um, you know, Jamaican beef patty, and they they sell them at most like corner pizzerias here with like cheese in it, or they cut it open. They don't just put cheese in it. They put like three or four pieces of pepperoni and cheese on oh, it. Oh, okay. Which I can is, see why that's appealing. It's delicious, but it's also like a... You're gonna have a bad time? Yeah, you have a bad time. It's like, it's like, oh, I've been constipated for a week. Let me go get a beef patty with cheese and pepperoni. Yeah, it's like a grease mudslide. Yeah. Um, <laughs> speaking of grease and mudslides, this movie is fucking gross. Yeah. Um, so the teacher blood shits his pants which is like it's traumatizing to watch first off because i kind of thought it was funny but it was funny it was hilarious which i was concerned that you wouldn't find it funny because your brand of humor is either yay or nay on that front because it can go either way it could be either artfully done or really fucking tasteless I, I will say, as I've gotten older, I've I've really mustered a larger appreciation for like nonsense movies. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I don't think I don't think I have that like hard and fast line anymore. Right. It used to be very yes or no. It was. Yeah, I was. I still thought I was a prim and proper boy. Not the case. Let's no. No. Um. What comes next after the teacher shitting his pants with blood? Um, well, he so, turns around and he vomits all over the girl with blood. That's not Medina. I thought it was Medina at first, but oh, Medina's was like, what's Medina. going on? But, no. He yeah. was like, it was full on, like, fountain of blood, like, Ash vs. Evil Dead, like, evil, this movie is reminiscent and referential of Evil Dead, so. Oh, very much so. Um, Especially, like, um, uh, not just Evil Dead, but, uh, Oh wait, you said Ash and Talk. Never mind. Yeah, I've, what you said. Yeah, what I said. Yeah, the thing. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, they're like, "What the fuck? Everybody's a fucking gross ghoul zombie with no eyeballs." Like everybody, except for like five or six people, really. Right. So um, they like they're hanging out at Zach's dad's like body shop, and his dad turns into a a, a zombie dad, and like he's got to fight his dad, which is. It's like, ugh, it, it makes you sad a little bit, but you're like, well, if somebody's got to take him out, might as well be his kid, right? So he, like, yeah. drops a fucking car engine on his dad, and Zach's like, that's that's how he would have liked to, to have gone. <laughs> I mean, so, okay, sure. Yeah, I'll yeah. take your word for it, buddy. 
Um, so we're progressing. Zach has a car. They're going places. They're doing things. Um, after that, they basically end up at my favorite part of this entire movie. Oh, my God. Are we about to talk about... About... Um, we're about to talk about Uncle Albert and Aunt yeah. Mary. But... Yeah, okay, so do you have a favorite one-liner from this movie? Because I have to tell you mine really quick. All right. So I'm pretty sure I know which one is... So I'm pretty sure the one that you're thinking of is the one that I can't remember, but I appreciate so much. So please just tell me. Um, It's when Zach calls him a cocktopus. Yes. So <laughs> I heard... I heard that word and I was like, that's fantastic. I will be using that regularly. But then in my head, it warped into Octopussy. Yeah, no, that's fair. But I knew Octopussy was a James Bond thing. Right. But then I couldn't get back to the Cocktopus. Well, yeah, yeah. Um, But now I have and it's still... I appreciate it as much as I did. Like, it really did, like, it had an impact on me. I was like, whoa, that is a word I've never heard before, but yeah. it's great. Um, I think, like, there's 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 a good bunch of one-liners in this movie. Absolutely. I don't remember any of the rest of them, to be quite honest with you. But my favorite moment, um, just because it's, like, it reminds me very much so of slapstick comedy and I appreciated it very much. Um, and, and this is like fast forwarding a little bit, but like, then we'll go back. Um, after there's the initial, I don't know what you, what do you want to call it? Like the, the sex toy battle Royale. Um, the box of church stuff. <laughs> yes. The box of church stuff. Um, Brody goes into the garage and gets the chainsaw and then he comes back and he's like yeah i'm badass and then he trips over the carpet yeah yeah and i was like i was like ha 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 but my (laughs) heart also hurt for him yeah i was like this poor guy is doing his his best and he just can't catch a fucking break (sighs) yeah that's yeah that's yeah and that's the other thing in this in this other more eventful part of the movie um he was he's trying so hard, you know, like going back to the segment that we that that you brought to light last time, like mama was trying, you know this what whole, I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They but really this, tried to. Yeah. yeah. Um, Dion brings it up later in the movie um, when Zach and Brody kind of have like a falling out over the Medina situation. Because Medina's all salty, like, oh, you didn't want to hang out with me? He's like, what the fuck? I never got anything. So they get into a, a, a bro brawl. Yes, over... they do. They do. And, like, I feel for their friendship. And it makes me sad because Zach didn't have to be selfish. That's really what it was. It was him being selfish. Yeah. And, like, what, like, oh, this is a convenient girl to make out with or whatever? Like, we don't right. know. Right. He, he even said, I didn't even like her. I was just bored. Yeah. And you know what? The worst thing to tell somebody is that. Also, like, what a way to, like, you know, make a woman feel good about herself. Sorry, exactly. I was really into you. I was just bored. But um, they did say in the beginning that Zach um, had impregnated ten women and he just up and left. So that's oh. the kind of fellow that he is. I don't know if all the pregnancies stuck or if that was, like, their, you know, urban legend about this guy kind of thing. Like, he was, like, the town badass. Yeah. But he's, like, 
I hope, I hope, well, uh, you know, he can't spread his seed very effectively anymore. But No, it's for the best. For the best. I, I hope he didn't spread his seed to Medina. And, like, maybe that's a part of the second movie that has... I don't think he did. Yet. Did they do that? Well, I, that's the thing. Like, it's questionable. Did they go all the way or did they not? We don't know. They were doing some smooching. I know that. They were definitely doing some smooching. She definitely kept his jacket and it was in her backpack. Um, but you know, she didn't leave it in her backpack on purpose. Like they made out and then they went home and then like, you know, the demon apocalypse happened. So right, it was all very one, two, three, very quickly. Um, it was like all like demon apopaloptic, you know, bullshit, yeah. you know, apopaloptic. Yeah. Apopaloptic. And if you don't know what we're talking about, watch RuPaul's Drag Race because you should apopaloptic. Um, the guy who's the director of this film looks exactly like I thought he would. He looks like a bro dude, but like a bro dude that we would want to be friends with. Oh, so like, um, Jake from Slashers. <laughs> like Jake from Slashers. Hi, um, Jake hi. from Slashers. Um, hi, Dad. Thanks for, thanks for being our podcast, Big Brother, as I often affectionately refer to you as. Uh-huh. Um, but he made this film, I want to say with his wife, because they have the same last name. Oh, Sarah and Jason Howden. So props to those guys. Yeah. So I'm hoping it's his wife. If not, it's his sister. And that's great, too. But he's also very cute. They are. They are a team that slashes together. But uh, let's Um, see where we. Oh, let's get to the. Let's get to the thing. That's my favorite part about this movie. Other than Cocktopus. Yeah. And all that happens within like within like 10 minutes of each other. But like. Yeah. So he goes. It, okay, yeah. let's let's talk about them running into the room. What are they looking for? Anything. They're looking for weapons. They need weapons, you know. And Zach's like, oh, this box is labeled church stuff. Maybe there's crucifixes in here. And you know what? That is a perfectly logical train of thought. Rip open that box, boy. Do it. But then he does. And what do they find? Not. They- not rosaries like they had thought. Not rosaries, not Bibles, not crucifixes. They find a very expansive sex toy collection. I have heard that um, those Bible thumpers are freaks. Well, see, in my mind, this is the way I see it. And um, I'm hoping that's the way that it really is in the reality of this movie. None of those sex toys ever touched the mom do you know what i mean yeah those were all for the uncle um he put himself in a life he felt like he had to lead because of the hashtag catholic church um i don't want to get into it i have feelings um I have nothing but negative feelings about the Catholic Church, but maybe Girl. that's just... I know that's not just me. And I'm somebody who was not raised in the Catholic Church. I was not raised in the church at all. I mean... Other other than my forced baptism. Right. I had no say. I mean, I went all the way up through confirmation. Um, I went to a Jesuit undergrad school. But going to a Jesuit school made me realize that religion is what, like... You make it. Um, life is what you make it. Life is what you make it. Let's make it rock, as Hannah Montana would say. Oh, um, yeah, you made me see that with you, too. 
The Hannah Montana movie is so yeah. good, though. So good. That dress made of guitar picks in the beginning. Oh. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, uh, not to get too deep into the religion thing, but like, let's be honest. Like, culty, kooky, icky is what like religion is and like i think at some point the point of religion was we should all be good people to each other let's put the love we want in the world out into the world and we'll get it back and then things happened you know as with everything else the human race got greedy and self-promoting and fucked it all up um but here we have a man who really likes anal play is probably a homosexual but feels like he is stuck in a probably loveless heterosexual relationship and they have a child. And like, if that doesn't hit home hard for me, I don't know what does. And we're not going to go there. You're all going to think to yourself, why is he saying these things? What is he talking about? Maybe we'll talk about it at some point. My point is that man likes the things in his a-hole. <laughs> yeah, um, um, Uncle Albert's a dirty bastard. There, there's a lot of dildos in that room. There's a bunny. I saw a bunny. Um, I saw those like stretcher dildos that are too big to actually go into somebody, but he probably fit them inside of himself, and that gross as fuck. Um, saw... That giant double-ended, wibbly yeah. wobbly, timey wimey dildo uh, right. from outer space. I've <laughs> Maybe that was the only thing that him and his wife shared. You know what I mean? I mean, it was double-ended. So, <laughs> Anyway, that, that the, you could get a lot of leverage behind that, though. So that's probably why, um, you know, Brody used it as his weapon of choice. But, but I will say... Not the best weapon of choice. No. Zach's, Zach's choice of weapon is probably the better one, which is the double string of anal beads. It very much reminds me of like a cat of nine tails type situation. Yes. Mm-hmm. And and believe it or not, that is what anal beads do look like, ladies and gentlemen. Um, if you don't know. Um but uh yeah, you can like that's basically like if you swing it around, it's basically a weighted whip. You know what I mean? Um and I did I did enjoy the little moment of Brody thinking in the goodness of his small child heart that it was like a giant rosary or something. Yeah, and then he sniffed it. <laughs> and then he sniffed it and he was like, oh no, that's not a rosary, goddammit. God damn it, son of a bitch. Um, so yeah, so then they bust open the door and aunt and uncle's uh zombie demon peoples are out there, and they proceed to <laughs> Beat the shit out of the demons with sex toys. And they do it well-ish until right. there's like... I mean, they're <coughs> equipped with what they had. Let's be real. Until Brody pulls a um, a referential moment a la Evil Dead and goes to the shed. Yes. And gets the chainsaw, which he almost lands face first on. Correct. Um, because Aunt Mary's really trying to, you know, make him eat it. Make him yeah, <laughs> eat his maker. Say, she was saying some crude things to she, that boy. She was being not nice. She, she had was, a demonic potty mouth. Oh, she did have a demonic potty mouth and no eyeballs to match. Ooh. Probably, that's probably Pazuzu's mom. <laughs> Pazuzu's mom. Aunt Mary, you foul bitch. 
How dare um, you? She is nasty. Yeah, she's uh, nasty. She was trying to make him eat that chainsaw and like, ugh, gross. But um, luckily, Zach uh, saves the day with his anal beads of uh, heroism, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, that's after Zach gets thrown into the bedroom with the uncle. He literally face fucks that demon to death with a dildo. He does. Like, he fucks him in the face so hard he rips his jaw off. Yeah. And that is not something I have seen in my many years of existence on this planet. I mean, that is some forceful fucking. <laughs> that is a, a banana peel. <laughs> oh, it's a banana peel. It's okay. a banana peel moment. Hey yo. Hey yo. Um. So, uh, so he's like really wrestling with uh, Aunt Mary out in the out in the living room with that yeah. chainsaw. The- like I really thought he was maybe gonna get a little little boop on the nose with that or something, right? Like something. you know, like it's some type of battle scar, you know, like his yeah. like, his like battle scar that he will wear with pride for the rest of his life, but. But he held strong, and like that, he like did that it. time in the Force Awakens when Kylo Ren gets sliced in the face, but then in uh, the next one they moved it. Oh really? And, yeah, they moved it, and the director was like, "I I chose that." And it's like that was continuity. I'm continuity a continuity issue. A continuity nerd right here. But oh, so, yeah. um, so they're they're powering through, and then fucking. Bag David shows up, right? Oh my God, yeah, yeah. And and then Brody, after he kills Aunt Mary with two with the rabbit and the other vibrator in the ear, like a corn cob. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> um, and the bunny was just like spinning rrr, around. Yeah. <laughs> so then David walks through the door and what? Chainsaw head clean off. And and Zach was like, what? And he was like, yeah, you didn't hear him saying shit about Satan. Just yeah. I do think that was one of my favorite moments because I was like, yes, yes, Brody Queen, like, get your life. No one's going to know. Like, you're basically in a purge situation. So if you're going to kill somebody in cold blood, do it now. Yeah, that's your opportunity. I mean, I'm not condoning it. I don't stand by the purge films. I kind of hate them. But um... I have... um... I've never seen any yet, but they're not great. great. I don't Mm. suggest them. Um... Uh, so we're getting through to the end now. This is like the last literal 15 minutes. Uh-huh. So like Zach's running through the yard with two chainsaws on his hands. Yeah. Oh yeah. And he does this like, well, right. So, so now that's when they're back at that dude's house. Cause they go to that dude's house. Cause Richie they're like. Gagger's house. Yeah. After yeah. they had the falling out and he's like, you're an asshole. You like my lady friend that I liked, but you didn't really like her. The yeah. whole thing. And rah, 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 beat you up. Wah, wah, right. Wah. Right. Ma- they're having like a dude moment. Uh, yeah. Penises. We're teenagers. We have raging hormones. I'm a dick. You're a dick. Everyone's a dick. Blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm a dick. He's you're a dick. dick. She's We're all dicks. Hey. Uh, um, so yeah. So they're like. We need to play this thing backwards, but we need the whole town to hear it. And the, and and Brody's like, I know where we can go. So they go to that dude's house um, to to hook up the guitar and play it backwards for everyone to hear. And um, so basically, like, they get there 
And there's that like weird culty lady who's now the head of the thing because she, again, like basically shoved a knife down that guy's throat, like very sexually um, because she talks about deep throating when she does it. Um, right. Yeah. That's what she do. Um, and so like they get captured and it's like very like Scooby-Doo, like womp, 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 like teenage movie, like what we're going to do now. But there's also demons involved. So it's a little bit more high stakes, right? So they're like, what's going to happen? We don't know what's going to happen. We're all going to die. And then Zach shows up and he's like, I guess I'm not a total dick, but I'm like mostly a dick, right? So and then he's got he's got um, a chainsaw. Does he have two chainsaws? Yeah. Where did the, the other the, one come from? I don't um, know. Oh. I don't know. Um, but, tied uh, it to his hands. And then he like kicks down the door and like literally sodomizes the dude and screams heavy oh. metal up your ass. Yeah. Another good one liner. Heavy metal up your ass. Um, yeah. That must, but that must have been a horrible way to die. Oof. Oh my God. Just bleeding out from your orifice of your asshole. Uh, like, like he, he just like, he gave that guy literally a new asshole. Oh, uh, tore him a new one. Ugh, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> uh, oh. Uh, uh. All right. So, like, um, enough, enough noises. But so he's like, so right. So like, he's like doing his like double chainsaw, like hand dance thing. He's just like slicing body parts off left and right. The bitch who's the head of this cult is like, oh my God, shit's going down. I'm going to go cower in this corner because I'm actually a chicken shit. Yeah, um, it's not it's not psychic Abby. She's the one that like gets gored in the comic book shop. Oh yeah, no, not her. Um, no, it's the record store, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah but not, not, not her. her. It's the other um, one. But she's the one that does hint that they have to play it backwards and then Brody picks up on it. But regardless, so like all the demons start coming, Zach gets pulled outside, and Brody and Medina like assume that he's dead. But he is not dead because he is outside slicing and dicing. And then he does this like graceful figure skater, bounce off the trampoline, like triple axle, like hands out swinging chainsaw thing and like takes out all of the zombie uh, demon people in like one graceful foul swoop. And I was like, yeah, this is a good movie. Yeah, it, it was very tastefully done. It was like a ballet scene. Yeah, exactly. And and how else do you want to see somebody massacring a large amount of bodies than as in the ballet, you know? Um, that juxtaposition of grace and gore is like... That's this entire film, really. Yeah, I enjoy that muchly. If I could, um, if I could, like, go back in time, 2015, when this was, like, coming out on the uh, indie circuit, I uh-huh. that's the review that I would use. Grace and gore. Grace and gore coming together to make a, a beautiful um, mm-hmm. suck baby. But, like, also, this movie doesn't feel like it's from 2015. It feels like it's very of the now. Um, it also doesn't have any time frame, per se. Right. There is no use of cell phones. The only thing that is pretty um, recent is Dion's weapon of choice. What is Dion's weapon of choice, Nick? Um, What is Dion's weapon of choice? (laughs) The Hulk hands. 
What? He has those giant fake Hulk hands. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. What the fuck was up with that? That's not going <laughs> to help anybody. No. They, went, they were like, drop it. And he throws the Hulk hands on the floor. Also, yeah. I'm pretty sure Dion was the token gay. Um, Probably. He just, you know, he was, he was one of those like prissy little, you know, like, like, ooh, like I'm smart and oh, like I don't want to get dirty gays. Like he was, um, he's like, he's like the Billy of this gang, you know? Like, oh, he was very Billy. Yeah. And Billy actually was gay in real life. And the reason he quit was because they made fun of him. Yes, queen. I know of this very I much. Know. So. I know. Yeah. So uh, he's, he's the Billy of these, um. Heavy Metal Power Rangers. Heavy Metal Power Rangers. Which is funny, segue, because um, both Medina and Brody in real life were both Power Rangers. What you don't say. I cannot believe it that I made that segue (laughs) get set up by calling him Billy from the Power Rangers so you could spit out that factoid. Um, Also, I have a medically accurate question for you. Sure. So Zach makes a comment about a girl squeezing his nutsack so tight his splooge came out red. Uh-huh. Accurate or not? Nah? I mean, you can <laughs> have you can have trauma in that area between me down there. Yeah. That 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 you do have a little bit of bloody discharge. Um yeah. it's totally possible, especially if there was trauma down there. Um I'm I'm assuming that he it happened once, you know, like he he um he splugeted with a little <laughs> bit of blood once. Yeah. Um, and then that was the end of it. And I mean, I'm no medical doctor. Like I don't have an MD, but like, you know, whatever. Um, it's totally possible. I just hope that he went to the doctor. I, I highly doubt that he did, but like you can like pee blood once and then it doesn't happen again. Like that's usually because of like, just um, uh, like legit um, aggravation of the tissues. Um, But like, yeah, like you could get like kicked in the balls hard enough, or I guess squeezed hard enough that, you know, there could be some blood in the urine or I guess the splooge. Um, Yeah. I just like, I don't know. And that was when I texted you last night and I said, I have a medically accurate question. Don't let me forget. So that's that. That was it. That was it. I'm sure there was something else, too. But, like, that was the thing that, like, rang truest to me as someone that does not have a nutsack. Here's the thing for me. This is not medically accurate, but I enjoyed it very much. Is when um, Dion died and the one zombie lady that killed him, like cracked his neck and then just pulled his entire spine with his head attached out of his body. It was so good. It was so Mortal Kombat. Yes, it was so Mortal Kombat. Like, finish him, you finished him, you win. Um, I wish she had started swinging it around like a weapon, though. Ugh. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. That what a missed opportunity. Missed opportunity. That would be my drag name. Actually, my drag name, I already... I think it's already cornered, but at this point in my life, it would be Anaphylaxis. Yeah, there's already an Anaphylaxis out there, but Miss Opportunity. Me. <laughs> I mean, not only does it mean one thing to some people, not everyone will get that it can be um, a, a, a pun on Missed Opportunity. You know what I mean? Right. So, like, maybe you should be, like, Miss 
and then your middle initial is D opportunity. Yeah. And people are going to be like, who that? And you'll be like, I'm missed opportunity. Get it? Did up dump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're like on the end. So they're doing yeah. the thing. And so like, what's thing. her face? Psycho lady is like literally about to summon uh, yeah. something, something. A fourth the blind. A fourth the blind. A loth or whatever. But like, yeah. I will Ab- say the Aberforth, Dumbledore, yeah. the blind. The, the moment, Shaka Zulu, like, who cares? <laughs> Dude. But like, when she gets up and she's like, come into me, Demon Man, I was like, this is very much Manon, come into me. The oh, crap style. She was so um, invoking the spirit with those maybe fake boobs. Yes, she was She was definitely invoking the spirit. And I love how it was like coming into her. And then Zach was like, nah, bitch, I'm gonna just like slice you through your entire body. And she was like, oh, never mind. And they talked the whole movie about how. Um, the demon dude is going to come and just inhabit the darkest nearest being. Yeah. Yeah. And so of course the, the nearest one after Zach killed that lady was him. Um, And like questionable, was it intentional or not? You know what I mean? Um, I think it was an accident because he's a dillweed, but like, we don't know. Maybe it wasn't. I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt as this was like his redemption moment. Like, his Bob Marley redemption song. Like, he just really... I don't know. I feel like maybe that's giving him too much credit. But, like, not in a bad way. I feel like he was trying to do his due diligence to, like, help out his friends. Mm -hmm. But not necessarily to be the hero. I don't think he wanted to be the hero. If anything, he's the anti-hero. He is, you know, salt of the earth. Very much um, the anti-hero. So, Uh this whole movie plays out to me like an episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer that I would have enjoyed thoroughly. Very much so. Especially the um, prosthetics that they put on him for A Fourth of Blind. It very much reminded me of something that could have come out of Buffy. Definitely. Like very like um, physical effects in the 90s. Um, Like not really all that believable, but like who cares because it's the 90s and this is like technically a teenage drama and um, whatever. Um, Yeah, it was totally that. Yeah, it was very um, like not the OG Scooby gang, but the Buffy Scooby gang. Yes, it was. Yeah, it was. It was a little Scooby Dooba gang. Um, Um, Yeah, so that uh, is pretty much how it ends. For well, the right. most part. So, so, the- so Zach's like, holy shit, like I'm the demon. And then and then um instead of playing the song backwards, um I forgot his name now. Uh, uh Brody. Brody, that's his name. It's just like I'm gonna just like melt everyone's face off with this song that I got going on. So he just like and whatever. And then he was like then he was like, Oh wait, I don't think I have this in tune right. Yeah. Like, come on, dick. Like, stop it. You fucking dick. Um, Fucking around. And Medina's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I don't want to die, you stupid piece of shit guy. And and, um, apparently, you know, invoking the rock gods um, through song brought Zach back for a moment. um, Long enough for them to argue back and forth about... Um, Brody killing Zach, and then so he finally does using the uh, um, razor blade that they did the blood pact with. Yeah, that was on and, his neck. 
yeah, slitting his throat. And I was like, oh, all right. Well, that, you know, there was there was probably less painful ways for him to go. Um, that was that was a choice. Um, but, you know, they did save the world, I guess. So there's yeah. that. Um, they don't say what happens after that. Like, they don't ever say, like, oh, this everything went entirely back to normal. Because everything was, like, on fire and everybody was, like, a gross, de- like, demon thing. So maybe we'll have to wait for that for Deathgasm 2 whenever that is supposed to come out. Yeah, but, you know, there's, like, this, um, you know, flash-forward three-month situation. At first, I'm like, what the fuck is even going on? Like, why is this necessary? Yeah. And then Medina is, like, a bad Avril Lavigne costume for Halloween, and clearly, you know, Brody and her are together, and she's smoking now, and she's schooling him on some rock thing that, like, I obviously did not know anything about because, hi, I don't listen to rock music, really. I appreciate it, but, like, I don't know anything about the history of rock music. And um, and then Medina goes to work, and then, uh, like, Zach comes to... Brody through the record player and I was like what is what is happening like why is this happening yeah um, and then when it cut off at that moment I was like wait is that really the end and I went about my business and started cleaning dishes and then I realized that it wasn't the end because I started hearing voices again mm-hmm. so I turned around from my sink and I was like oh there was more scene so then I had to go back, rewind it a little bit, and watch it. And it still was kind of stupid. But um, it was, it was like, not completely as useless as I thought it was. Yeah, they, there was also an after credit, too. I don't know if you caught it. Oh, that's, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about just him talking on the record. Oh, no. Because that kind of didn't really make any sense. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Right. And that's when I was like, the fuck is this bullshit? And then and then they have a full on conversation through the record about like what they should name the band and um, you know, Deathgasm seems inappropriate now because everyone died. Um, but um also lower cases for pussies, so there's that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't <laughs> Deathgasm. Um, there was a bunch of different ones that they came up with, and I don't even think Deathgasm was the best one. No, I forget you know, off the top of my head, all the other options, but, um... One of them was Maggot something. <coughs> yeah. Um, I I mean, that pretty much wraps it up. I don't really yeah. have, like, a whole lot of information on this movie for whatever reason. There just isn't. Um, other than Deathgasm 2 being tentatively called, uh, Gormageddon. So... Well, I'm sure that'll be a fun frolic through the flowers. I need to find this uh, Jason Howe fellow or whatever his name is and uh, pester him about when things are happening because yeah. I would like to know. Jason Howden, yeah. Be like, hey, you. Sir, I would like, I have I have questions and I don't have answers and that's where you come into play. But, um. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think we covered all the things that I wanted to cover. Is there anything else that that I'm missing that you want to cover? No, I mean, I think overall this was a good movie. It was a little bit of a venture from our typical, like, very traditional horror movie type of situation. Right. Um, but I liked it a lot. Um, 
excuse me, I'm burping. I don't know what's going on. Well, not burping, hiccuping. But, um, like, it was very much along the lines of, like, Shaun of the Dead, um, Evil versus those two guys. Dale and Tucker versus Pure Evil. That one. Which was, like, when you had originally said, like, maybe we should do, like, a horror comedy this week. Yeah. Dale and Tucker was my first pick because yeah. it's masterfully done. It's a very but you had not seen this, and I felt like your eyeballs needed the pleasure that is this film. I very much appreciated it. Um, would I watch it again? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen it. I was telling Dre, I was like, I have seen this two times. You should watch it to get ahead of this week's episode because she had called me pre, pre-conference. Yeah. Yeah, um, she was curious about what we were doing this week. So, like, you know, like, rock and roll and, like, all of that. Because, um, you know, I'm, like, so hardcore. Uh-huh. Um, totally. You're the revamped Avril Lavigne. Ugh, never in my life do I want to be described <laughs> revamped Avril Lavigne. No, Gross. never. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I would say... Um, just to wrap up this little shindig of a movie, um, I would give this like a 4.5 out of 5 pumpkins. Like, it's not perfect, but it's very, very good. Yeah. I'm going to give it a solid 5. All right. So we have a 9.5. That's a very high score. Um, um, it did, That is better than the Rotten Tomato score. It is very much better because the Rotten Tomato score is like 6.4. Oh, it's like, yeah, it's like 65 or something like that. It's not very forgiving. Yeah, I don't know why. Like, it, like if a movie's enjoyable to watch, like, why be so nitpicky? Like, it's a good movie. Like, let it be a good movie. Like, don't be a dick about it. But, um... Rotten Tomatoes is not very horror-friendly. No, it's not. And, uh, like, I get it, but, like, it's also, like, ugh, get over yourself. Like, fuck you and whatever. Um, but, uh, so, um... What else? What else? What else? What else? So, um, uh, by the time this airs, I want to say we'll be good people and have our contest winner picked. Correct. I was gonna say, yeah. So, 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 in, um, I just almost wrapped there for some reason. Oh, that would have been fine. That was like an odd stutter situation. Um, but yeah, so so for some housekeeping, that's what I was going for the first time. Housekeeping. Housekeeping. Um, yeah, the winner of the uh, Neymar mascot contest will be announced very soon. I hope you're all enjoying our new logo. Um, the more and more that I look at it, the more and more I like it, and um. I want to thank Bethany again for being an awesome artist and creating our little scream ice cream cone guy that um, that's not his official title, obviously. Um, But he will have an official title soon enough. Um, I mean, what else is going on? I mean, um, next week's episode is Nick's pick. Yes, and um, after much deliberation, we have decided to cover the faculty, um, and and it was like you know a little bit of a back and forth because our 
brother podcast slashers covered that on what I believe was their first official episode. But, like, it's on Shutter and it's a really good movie. And, like, we're, I like... Own, I own it on Blu-ray. That's how much I like know, it. And I feel like lately we've been on, like, a 90s aughts kick, which is, like, totally super-duper fine with me. Um, so, like, I want to keep that going because, like, yeah, like, whatever. And that, um, doesn't, that doesn't at all mean we're not going to do 80s or 70s films. We have a list. We, we have... have we the have world a, is our oyster. Like, yeah, we, we have an oysterish uh, plan. Um, June is going to be a fun month. Because it's Pride Month and we're homosexuals. Um, it's going to be kind of like Women in Horror Month, but it's going to be Gays in Horror Month. As in yeah. people who are gay in horror, us in horror. <laughs> um, uh, films that are iconically gay. Yeah. Uh, Oh, I just thought of another one we have to do. We'll talk about it off air. Okay. Um, so that's three. So we have three for June. Yeah. Um, uh, we will have a special guest at the end of the month. Yeah. Um, um, oh, our, 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 our first boner episode is still coming. Um, you don't know when we're... <laughs> oh, <laughs> banana peel. Banana peel. Um, I don't know when we're going to air it. I, I don't think we're going to tell you. I think we're just going to drop it and it is it's what it is. It's going to be a surprise because, as <laughs> Ashley always likes to say, this is our podcast and not yours. But also, boners are sometimes surprises. Boners are typically surprises. You know <laughs> what I, mean? I mean, I've never had one, so I can't attest. I but, mean, you know. You know, I've heard things. I have a brother. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let me... I don't think there's any other house... Of horror business that we need to tend to. No, I think that... Uh, yeah, because we covered... We will be announcing the winner by Monday the... What's Monday's date? The 15th. Yes, it is. So you get to file your taxes and you get to find out who our new mascot's going to be named. Um, yes. And I believe that's all she wrote. And oh, and the, and the faculty... And the faculty, yeah. So, so if you if you if you're following along, if you want to get ahead of the game, watch the faculty now before the episode drops, and you know, Sunday night slash Monday morning. Um, and uh, well, that's not right now. It's obviously the week after this. But yeah, uh, that'll be Easter weekend. That's oh. the uh, four twenty weekend. Oh. Which is pretty appropriate for this film. Yeah, and also um, for Easter. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, Easter is the 21st, but I mean... But I mean, you know, you know if it's yeah. a 420 weekend, you know, like... Um, There's going to be a lot of snacks for Jesus all y'all. Jesus had long hair and a beard. Um, Jesus also believed in magic. I mean, he's basically the first hipster. And what do hipsters love? They love pot. They do. Um, crystals, too. They love crystals. Jesus, they, I don't think he had crystals. They, they they might like crystal meth, but I don't think Jesus had crystal meth either. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's yeah. a lot. That went somewhere that I was not anticipating. I was just, I was word associating very freely. I don't know what that's, to tell you. That's fair. Sometimes that happens. Um, that's an exercise. Mm, sorry about it. No don't be. Don't be sorry about um, it. Actually, yep. uh, before I forget, so while I was driving home 
from Ohio, I ended up listening to a whole bunch of horror podcasts. Sure. Uh, but like scripted horror podcasts. So um, Video Palace by Shudder um, was super good. Okay. Um, if you haven't listened to The Signal, it's kind of old, but it's also a scripted horror podcast thing. Um, and that's very good. Um, Afterlife is also very good. Um, there's one that's like not super horror-like, but it's very sci-fi-y. It's called um, Directive. That was really good. Um, and then I started listening to the second season of Limetown. And the first season was really good. And maybe it was just because I waited so long to listen to the second season. But like the second season is also very good, but it's like very different. And I was like, what is going on? It's like a little bit like like docudrama, like crime procedural. Um, but those are a list of podcasts that are all scripted audio dramas um another one that lamb has been listening to this week that we accidentally stumbled across is called the black tapes oh the black tapes oh my god i have i have not listened to it yet there are 51 episodes thus far um Uh, i will be getting into it but i when i'm not like working on our podcast i'm usually listening to true crime podcasts because that's mm -hmm. A so, real joy of my life, and I accidentally stumbled up across the black tapes, and then within the first like five minutes, I knew it was scripted, and that wasn't something that I was going to sit down for at that moment. Right. So I. It's not. not it's not. It's not at all off the table. It was off the table for that for that no. time. So I've known about the black tapes for some time. Um, seasons one and two are really rather good. Season three is kind of schmeh. Mm-hmm. Um. But I did not realize at first that it was scripted. I thought it was real. Um, uh, that was Lance thought too. And I want to know what your moment of finding out that it was scripted. Like um, your trigger. So, so there's there's this common thread in a lot of recent scripted horror adjacent audio dramas where there's some type of like tape or video that in the plot of this story invokes a spirit, the devil, um, uh, death, explosion of your brain, something. And then you're listening to what they're saying is this piece of audio that will kill you or whatever. And then you don't die. But I realized any responsible journalist wouldn't play that live on any type of multimedia platform. So there's a point in the black tapes where they play a, some type of orchestration that's supposed to like kill you in a year or something. Yeah. The, wasn't it called the unsound by what she told me? The unsound. Yes. And I was like, Oh, that sounds not real. And then I Googled it and I was like, Oh, that's because it is not real. But then I kept listening to it because it was really good. Um, But then, like, at the end of season two into season three, like, it becomes something completely different. And I'm like, why? Because, like, it was so good in the beginning. And then it took this very hard turn towards, like, a completely different, like, conspiracy-type storyline. And I was like, 
but you screwed it up. It was so good. Why you do that? So Googling the unsound is when you realized it was fictional, correct? Well, concerned about the unsound being real, realizing it couldn't be real, and then Googling it to make sure that it wasn't real and to quell my anxiety is when I realized it was scripted. Oh, um, Lan's uh, moment of clarity was not all of that because she's like, I'm not gonna say no to something I don't know anything about. It's when they were interviewing a gentleman that they had asked if he had ever um, encountered any sort of um, depression or mental illness in his life and he feverishly denied it. And she's like, that's when I knew it was fake. Oh. <laughs> she's wow. like, that was that was the fork in me. Alright. Yeah. Um, I mean... So I'm I'm interested in listening to it when I have time. Um, so what is your podcast of the week that you would like a shout out to? Um, I would, out of all of the things I rambled off before, I would start with the directive or video palace. Okay. Those two Um, are very good. I will have to listen to those, but I would like to take a minute to, um, put my recommendation out there for people who haven't gotten to listen to them our friends at the worst horror podcast oh, yeah. um those are just two of the most wonderful women that i've ever met in my life they're in the horror community yaz and casey they're funny they're intelligent they're genuinely nice people which you don't really find too often so yeah. Um, we will be working with them soon. We have plans, as in they exist, but we don't know when. Um, that's, we're gonna keep that under our hat until we have a definitive date. We have a film. But that's about it. So, go listen to Nick's recommendations. Go listen to our mutual recommendation of the Worst Horror Podcast. And with that, we will see you next week, pumpkins. Keep on creeping on. Um, bye.